You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Nobody's going to believe it when I say we've got a lot to get to, but Charlie, we actually have a lot to get to in a short window here and that includes our little golf quiz a little impromptu you heard the uh, kenny Loggins there makes you think of caddyshack we're at the st louis golf expo doors open this morning here for the weekend get set for the golf season at the st charles convention center st louis golf expo once again up and running before those golf questions charlie's next stop will be florida you're gonna be there next week cardinal coverage you can count on Clearly on Fox 2 Spring Training, the headlines yesterday, Paul Goldschmidt in the house early. Great to see. Marcel Ozuna, and I think as much as the Cardinals were sort of freaked out about his mysterious offseason, I actually think that's a good sign. And you said, contract year, baby. Look at him. And he's already in camp early. Even though these are weird, kind of lame storylines this time of year, I think that one shouldn't be glossed over though that he's there early okay but he was in the dominican before that right great weather playing baseball no but so they can supervise and kind of get a better look at him with their personnel medical and i think you're right he's going to be highly motivated this year so even though oh great he showed up early i make fun of all these guys that show up early and get credit for it correct because at lunch at noon they're eating lunch and they're playing golf but with ozuna i do think it's slightly different I think with Marcelo Zuna, though, we should kind of temper expectations until we see him with the live bullets making throws, see what the shoulder looks like. But also, even though last year it pained him to throw a baseball the entire season, his offensive numbers weren't terrible. It wasn't like it's what we expected, but still, if that's, if that's the worst you're going to get from Ozuna, it's not horrible. It's just that we expected that 550 slug guy that was coming from the Marlins the year before. On the guest list next week, the request list, I really want high up there, Jim Marlowe, because Chuck's dad is getting on a plane for the first time in history, and I want to get a Jim Marlowe firsthand account of getting on a plane. So the folks are going to be down there hanging with you, holding the team accountable, clearly, helping out, part of the Fox 2 expense account. No, I'm, I'm excited to hear from your dad with his first We'll ever. get him on. No, it's funny because... He's not really a texture, but just talking with him, it is funny because having never gone through any of this with the process of we're talking about things like toothpaste and can I bring a bottle that's this big? And I'm like, no, it's got to be under. Honey, can I pack ounces. my shotgun? See, I want you to I want you to make a list here <laughs> of the stereotypical things that we all talk about complaining about and see like which ones he actually hits on like his first trip. Because it's all new. And, and so I think one you can get right now is which freaking ounce bottles can I take through? I think that's. I think we can hit one stereotype we all wonder about that he already hits. Do I still and have so, to show up at the airport five hours early? What are the odds that Chuck, your dad, flies again after this first <laughs> round trip? I'd say 100. percent Oh, you think and so? That's the okay. Goal. The goal is to get him to continue to travel now that he and my mom are retired, have some fun, maybe go overseas. Because let's be first, honest, flying is trip. inconvenient. It's kind of a hassle to do it. So, is there a chance that he just goes? I hated the whole experience, like going through security, having to wait at a terminal for an hour and a half, and just decides he's never doing it again. I want video of him at TSA. Sir, can we go through your thing? Well, that's kind of rude, but if you have to. Uh, what is this, sir? 
Well, that's a lopper. It's similar to a machete. And, you know, Jess, <laughs> Jess and Charlie have been doing a lot. Sir, you cannot bring Do a I machete. Do I have to check what, is, what are the chances <laughs> that by the end of this trip, Charlie's dad is full. All right, we're getting an RV, and that's how we're traveling the country. Well, first of all, that's what he's done his entire life. Oh, but at okay. 70 years old, we had an old-school Winnebago. Guys, really? That must have been awesome. Absolutely. That had and we went awesome all over the country. Oh, that's that was great. I, I want to hear some of those stories. That's crazy. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you spin what. you a yarn. I'll tell you what. Uh, Florida coverage next week. I think TMA is also live from Jupiter starting on Monday. Cards, pitchers, catchers rolling in, and then they'll start having the workouts, and they'll start having games. And then the season begins in late March in Milwaukee. That'll be cold as well. Stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Isaac Bruce did open up about the Hall of Fame vote. He's a part of a podcast. It's the Run Pass Option. It's him and I think it's a buddy of his. Doc Holiday is what they say, uh, or what the guy's name is, what it lists there. But Isaac, uh, who we've gotten to know pretty well and has been known to open up a little more. I didn't text him or bother him for a couple of days, but I was curious as to what his emotions were coming out of that. Uh, and let's start with that. Isaac's reaction to the news. He didn't get voted into Canton. Well, Doug, to be honest, man, upset. I, had, I was upset every emotion that you can probably imagine except for happy and elated. Uh, upset, disappointed. Um, uh, it, it wasn't about a feel. It wasn't about a uh, me thinking that, you know, with the Rams being in the Super Bowl, maybe that adds to my candidacy. No, it, was, it, didn't, it had nothing to do with that, man. I think, you know, like I've said from the beginning, uh, my body of work is speaking, it, it, it yells, it screams. And I think that there's some kind of disconnect between the voters because, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see, man. And, um, you know, it kind of makes you just, just wonder and start to wonder out loud. Also, the fact that there is a character clause that is apparently part of the process, something that can be discussed in the room. I'd never heard this before. Some of the voters in the room, they, their, their feedback about me is that, okay, you know, this guy, is a, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. question is just when. And more feedback is that, well, he doesn't complain about it. He, 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 doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't bemoan the situation publicly, you know what I'm saying? So it's confusing because in, in one mind, I know for a fact that they have this character clause that's in the room that's not publicly stated. That's, that's been, that's, I mean, that's a fact. I mean, we saw that with Terrell Lord's situation. So to have that in the room and in effect, I mean, by not allowing one person to be inducted, but it doesn't promote another person's induction, that is baffling, man. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to the whole process, man. I mean, a lot of people uh, from years, years back have questioned the process. I guess I got to get in line and question the process as well because, I mean, I, uh, I've already had no trust in it at all, but the process, man, let's just call it flawed. Wow. Isaac, like you don't normally hear, I'm clearly uh, fired up, emotional there, and his point on the character clause, and if he gets in next year, we'll all be fine. We'll get over it. It does happen. Guys like Art Monk had to wait a long time. But the character clause, what he was pointing out, if it has some value, to keep a guy out like T.O. for a year or two because, oh, the character thing, we can bring that up if we need it, then maybe it should play a role, albeit small, it should play a role 
in favor of somebody if it also played a role against somebody. I also think Isaac needs some prominent media members, maybe some former teammates to get out there. I'm talking about nationally on NFL Network advocating for him. We saw in baseball Tim Raines was talked about for years and Jonah Carey was talking about him and then it started the conversation. I know we, we kind of joked with Isaac when Kurt got in that Kurt didn't mention Isaac during his speech. I know Marshall's not on NFL Network anymore, but don't you think it would help his cause if the Kurtz, the Orlandos, Dick Vermeil, guys like that who are out there prominently on NFL Network start advocating for his candidacy? Because I think if you look at this year, okay, Tony Gonzalez was getting in. Ed Reed was getting in. Champ Bailey was getting in. After that, I'm not saying Kevin Mawai and uh, Ty Law you know, weren't worthy, but I think it's fair to say it. There's kind of a tie there with Isaac Bruce. Is Isaac Bruce just as good as those other two guys? You hear about Tom Brady writing the letter advocating for That should Ty have been Law. thrown out immediately because he's a nerd. Okay, he's a nerd. But what I'm saying is we need the Kurt Warners of Correct. the world. Dick Vermeil, Orlando bit. Pace, if Marshall's out there, Tory. We need the greatest show on turf guys on NFL Network, on ESPN, on Fox Sports 1, advocating for Isaac Bruce. I think that really helps. I agree. I really do. There is, there is such a thing as a momentum and, and buzz, which – and then Brady getting behind Ty Law apparently did play a role. Interesting to hear Isaac in that tone, I would say, that normally you don't hear. When we had him on the radio beforehand, do you remember the analogy he made? You said, where are you at in the process of getting that gold jacket? And I'm paraphrasing here. He said, I'm basically in the end zone, and I'm about to hand the ball off to the official. He thought he was getting in. Everybody thought he was getting in. I think in. that's what adds to in the St. disappointment. Louis. It's not a tragedy, but it is still disappointing i think your point is very valid that you need especially now with a guy who his franchise is in la they're all about the new stadium and Cronky's new hair i mean they're not too worried about it and maybe it would help if that franchise engaged a little more in the process one of our great sponsors here is offenberg hyundai located in o'fallon illinois 30th anniversary is the original hyundai dealer in this area but as we tell you all the time Whatever type of car you're looking for, whatever year, make, model you are looking for, they can find it. Full-time buyer on staff. Just let them know. Great service. That's what they're all about at Offenberg Hyundai. Need a car? You found it online. Let them know. They'll go and get it for you. That's the kind of service you can expect. Brand-new vehicles, of course, and the same price online as what you pay in person. There's no sticker shock. No games, no gimmicks. It's Offenberg Hyundai, O'Fallon, Illinois. Greenmount Road is the exit. Highway 64, about 10 minutes from downtown st louis time now for the hoff quick golf quiz and i think it's been tailored into golf movie talk if i'm not mistaken well i think you isn't that what you wanted yes okay <laughs> well, i'm saying i wasn't quite sure where we ended up okay so i was sort of housekeeping on the air housekeeping martin was throwing you under the bus <laughs> no before the quiz even started it'll Why probably don't... be terrible so i don't blame him um Here's my idea, because I, I didn't really quite know how to do a golf movie trivia thing. I was just trying to have some golf fun. So my idea is, because I have six examples, there aren't that many golf movies that are at least well-known. I'll name you the characters the f in the movie, and then you guess what the movie is. Some are oh. obvious, some aren't. Just so you know. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Lap yes. one. Ty Webb, Maggie O'Hooligan, and Danny Noonan. This is the easiest one. Caddyshack. Yes. Caddyshack. Uh, Virginia Venet, Shooter McGavin. That is, uh, of course, I'm forgetting the name, but not Billy Madison. Not Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Yes. It's a little tougher now. After this one, this one's kind of easy, too. David Sims, Romeo Posar, and Dr. Molly Griswold. 
That's, of course, Tin Cup. Yes. Okay, this is where it gets a little more difficult. Francis, we met Harry Varden and Lord Northcliffe. Is that Bagger, Bagger Vance? Vance? Nope. Wait, Francis, uh, Greatest met. game ever. Yes. I knew it was one of those two. My next, next, whatever the next question is, my answer is Bagger Vance, Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, <laughs> crap. It is. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think. Tin Cup, Legend of Bagger Vance, and uh, Happy Gilmore. That Bob is Bobby Bob. Jones and Del Haver, Gordon, <laughs> and Walter Hagen. There aren't many golf movies. Yeah. Bob, uh, Bob Barker. Next answer. My next answer, Caddyshack 2. God bless it. <laughs> Boom. Hold on. Was there a Caddyshack 2? Yes. Was it really? That's it. That's all I had. Oh, all right. 100%. It was a Colton Pareko, strong finish, guys. 100%. Judge Smales. Oh. Great quiz. All right. Let's, let's transition off of that to a couple of texts, and then we'll get to the end of the day. Well, before the text, I did look up why Frank Robinson was traded. And from this article, uh, SB Nation, it was written in 13, but basically it seems like he was traded for pitching – because the Reds had great offense, they played really good defense, they wanted Milt Pappas. Apparently also, Who wouldn't want Milt Pappas? They got him. This is back then, and apparently uh, Bill DeWitt, it says the official explanation from DeWitt was that Robinson was, quote, not a young 30 at the time. And then reading more into it, they basically kind of allude to the fact that Robinson was shy, introverted, and maybe actually there was more off-the-field stuff that really led to the deal. What Ooh. if the quotes from the DeWitt that we're speaking of in the 60s said, listen, this is some low-hanging fruit. At the end of the day, we got a guy that's just a little bit of arbitrage. That would have made the quote even better. What if Bill DeWitt Jr. says that Bryce Harper is not a young 26? Ooh, I like and that. that's why they're not going to sign him. Here we go. And despite the team treating it as a joke, Robinson's threat to quit baseball in 1963 had to have rubbed the front office the wrong way. In the era before free agency, a holdout was the only weapon the players had in contract negotiations. A threat to quit baseball entirely was a serious matter, and DeWitt must have thought Robinson meant it since he caved and gave Robinson the trade he was demanding. It is a fascinating little wrinkle to the story of Frank Robinson, who was a manager of the year, a Triple Crown winner, two-time MVP, 14-time All-Star, and as Thomas Boswell wrote, in a piece for the Washington Post, he could be a demanding porcupine, which I thought was the nicest way of saying he could be a little prickly. Demanding porcupine. Time now for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. By the way, Rob Manfred is uh, hopeful that Bryce Harper and Manny Machado will be signed by the time position players report to spring training which hmm. I would say is not, was not the original expectation for their market. Yeah, the bar keeps dropping lower. Yeah. That'll be signed by opening day. We hope by the trade deadline. Listen, by the All-Star game, these guys will have a home. Don't worry. Hey, by the postseason, these guys will have hey, a place. Hey, look, you, you got to sign them before August 31st if you want to win the playoff roster. So by then, I think they'll be signed. What's your first Bryce Harper question when he does sign? Mine is, what was that loading tweet about? What the hell did that mean? Uh, okay, we have three players. So Frank Robinson is the only player in baseball history to win the AL MVP and the, and the NL MVP. Giancarlo Stanton, Albert Pujols, and Josh Donaldson are the three active players who could do that. Do you think any of those three accomplish it? Ooh. No. Okay. 
Which of the three do you think has the best chance? Stanton, because it's New York, and he could hit, uh, hit a ton of home runs. Stage of his career, too, yeah. I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think Stanton, there's a chance. He could, he could match like 48 in that park. Albert, we know, is end of the career. Donaldson moving to the end of the career. Yeah, Stanton, I'd give you, I'd give him a 15% chance of being an MVP in the American League. Okay. Hey, tomorrow, National Pizza Day. What's your favorite pizza in St. Louis? I am an Emo's guy. Pretty loyal to Emo's. But Farachi's really strong. I grew up on Ferrato's as a kid. I just don't, I'm not near it that Farachi's often. might be my favorite. Racanelli's is up there as well. Like Racanelli's you can go with a slice? Yes. That's the one thing is, is that's the New York style is where I become accept, more acceptable about a thin crust pizza. I think Farachi is going to be my answer. I think Farachi is a great answer. Maybe a couple of meatballs. Ooh. Ooh. I got to go get lunch. There's very few that are bad, though. All right, so Al Davis, not Al Davis, Mark Davis. Al's dead. Mark is still alive. So saying You said that with such disdain. <laughs> Mark, oh, no, Al's dead, yeah. <laughs> Uh, finally, speaking about uh, still not quite knowing where they're playing, he said, I'm not frustrated. I've said from the beginning my biggest concern is our fans. And it's my hope and preference to remain in the Bay Area in 2019 for them. The fans have always been first in my heart. We do have other options, but the hope is to remain in the Bay Area next season until we move to Vegas in 2020, which I remain very <laughs> excited about. Uh, you fans, it's all I care about. Uh, and then we'll be moving soon, which is great news for all of us. All you fans, if you happen to know, we're leaving. How can you say that without sounding incredibly disingenuous? Yeah, we care about the fans, and we'll be moving soon. For one more year, and then we're gone. Do they have a resolution yet? No. The San Francisco thing was a nightmare. The Niners sort of control that side of the bay. Why not just I, – I think, I think this Vegas – what do they call that in the restaurant business? The soft opening. They play at Sam Boyd for a year. Get used to Vegas. Why not? Uh, some baseball news. Francisco Lindor now unlikely to uh, be ready to play at the beginning of the season with, I think, was it an oblique injury? Calf strain. Calf strain likely out two months. And, Martin, your expe- your expectations tomorrow. Who wins? National Marquette Day. Marquette Villanova. Well, I'm a big old fan. Oh, no. But I also tend to be really negative, yeah, which, same here. which it helps me. I expect the worst. It doesn't matter who they're playing. I expect the worst, and then I'm not disappointed if they happen to lose. Listen, they're 19-4. and four. I should be enjoying the ride. But we're not. They're 8-2 and two in the Big East. I should be enjoying you the ride. A, you have a player who shot up into top 10 consideration for the, in the NBA draft because he's <laughs> dropping 25 a night. I'm going to say they win tomorrow because Marcus Howard is not going to have two bad games in a row. Sam Hauser has got his shot back. Maybe they would have been more susceptible to losing if they're 9-1. Now they're hungry. I think the boys are going to get it done in a thriller that you can see on Fox 2. Okay, one more. I lied. Last thing. Blues, two games over the weekend, both versus Nashville Saturday and Sunday. Are they in a playoff spot come Monday morning? Are they still in the wild card? I'll say Yes. And I'm going to say they win and then lose one in overtime. So they get wow. three or four. Usually it was always two. If I said four points over the, the weekend, you've I'm updated. Go, wow. I'm going three. And part of it is their season-long resume of being mediocre but being good against the good teams, beating up on San Jose, sweeping the Capitals. Yeah, I'm all in. This is, this is a non-wet blanket Friday, Hoff. Okay. I've looked at the clock. 
We're almost done. Baseball show. It's almost brew time. And, of course, 590 baseball comes your way at the top of the hour. Chuck, what you got? Blues? Chuck is actually stepped aside. Bye, Chuck. He is on his way to hold the Blues accountable oh. for not scoring more goals last night. He's going to let them okay. have it, I understand. Yeah, the All Blues right. are on Never the ice mind. at the Enterprise Center this afternoon. And then, as you mentioned, a home game tomorrow, first time in three weeks. Blues are on home ice. They take on Nashville, as mentioned. They're also home next Tuesday, so a little stretch here of some home games. Mixed in with a lot of road games. It's been a lot of fun here at the St. Louis Golf Expo, St. Charles Convention Center. Come on out this weekend. You've got the vendors, the equipment, great displays, real big crowd here on this Friday. Hoff, have a great baseball show. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, Martin. Enjoy Milwaukee. Stay warm. <laughs>